What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is the Easy Podcast. I'm Zach Abbotts, and with me, as usual, is Eric Thurston. And we come to you for episode 19. If you don't know what that is, look it up. I don't know how you look it up, but look it up. Paul Hardcastle. Paul Hardcastle, which neither of us knew that until looking that up ourselves. 1985, kind of disco, vibey, hip hop each. Techno-y. Yeah, Techn- yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's weird. Not a good one. It was a, it was a popular I mean, song yeah, in '85. Yeah, '85. I wasn't born yet. <sighs> Moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Episode 19. We're almost at 20 episodes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is cool. Um, well, I'm just gonna jump into it then. Yeah. So uh, I've been watching a few things here, and one of them is the Grand Tour. Hey. Now, did you ever watch Top Gear? Yes, I've I've not consistently watch top gear but yeah. i do tune in on like you know epic episodes right right i had one i can't remember when it was but it was it was right when i had first gotten netflix streaming so it was like 2010 maybe mm-hmm. and they had like 20 seasons on there because the show's been on for like 30 years and off and on a little bit and so top i'm talking about top gear though but Really? Has it been that it, long? It was that long. Yeah, it's been that long. years. I think maybe even more because it's changed hosts a few times. But the yeah, current host, wow. well, not the current host, but the the most popular host, I think it was twenty like twenty six seasons That's with, with those guys. Yeah. So anyway, so I watched. I I was in film school, and I anytime I had time off, all of a sudden I started binging these, and I just got through them all, and it was an incredible experience to go from like kind of what they started out as. And then now what now what they're basically become. And they're these just incredibly slick and highly edited um, and cinematic car reviews and car experience shows. And then there was a, there was a, a legal issue a couple of years ago where the main host, um, he got fired from the BBC. And so then right. these three guys, they left the BBC um, they left top gear, I guess I should say, and went to Amazon and now they're doing this show called the grand tour. And, uh, I think they're in the third season now, maybe the second, but I think it's the third they've ditched kind of the, you know, celebrity coming in and doing a car ride thing and then doing an interview in the, in the tent. And now they're just doing these like events where they go someplace and, and they drive ridiculous cars, be it, you know, extremely expensive ones or just terribly inexpensive you know crappy cars right and they do them you know like driving the last two that i watched were they were driving through columbia and uh they each had their own car that had to try and get through it and but these shows i I bring it up because it's one of the best looking shows i think in this kind of category this like real tv kind of um uh what what am i trying to say like you not it's not i mean it's scripted i don't want to say it's not but um the way that it's edited, the way that it's color graded, the way that it's shot is so high quality that I don't think there's really anything else that competes with it at all in this space, especially for just a car show. Like I'm always impressed with the lighting that they do for the cars. Like when they're highlighting the cars, they're showing it like the, the one that I saw, the one that I, the last one that I remember um, being just really cool was that I think it was a Lamborghini. Um, or it may have been a McLaren. Can't no, no. I can't remember what the car Diablo. was, but it doesn't matter what the car was because they they did this like projection mapping thing with it, and they were in like a warehouse, and then um, it was it was just awesome. So I, I think yeah, check out this show. Like if you have some time, just from an editing perspective, it's amazing. Nice. Yeah. So Grand Tour on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Another Amazon Prime show that I've been watching is uh, Patriot. Oh yeah. So I brought this up a few weeks ago that somebody recommended me watching it. And, uh, it's about this CIA guy and it's in like 2012, but it jumps around like a few years before and a few years after. And so there's a little bit of time jumping in there in the edit. And it's about this CIA. I think he's CIA. Um, he's like a covert ops guy, you know? So he's going in and he's doing stuff, but he's, he works for this, um, like rigging company for like, I think it's like oil rigs and that's his cover. And so this, this rig company, they go over to the, to this European country every once in a while. It's a, Oh, is it Lithuania or something? I think it's Lithuania. Um, who like this country has like no 
crime at all until he shows up. And then there's like three murders in one night and it's him. And so then now this, like the Lithuanian police force, which is all women because, because there is no murders. So none of the guys want to be on like that, the, the homicide team. So they delegate it to the women. Wow. Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting juxtaposition there because then you have like this, this, awesome like badass female cop who's now traveling the globe looking for this guy trying to find out who he is and then the the cia guy is like he's like chronically depressed and it's it's like it's like hard-hitting real life it's a romance movie no it's a show first of all (laughs) but it's not at all you're you're setting up a romance right now i'm telling you there's no there's no romance between them as i've seen yet yet there's not a that yeah, that's yet. where it's headed, let me tell you. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a really interesting show and it's it's shot uniquely and I really like it. And it's just kind of this um like melancholy, very I don't know. I don't know how else to really describe it. But and then there's these really dark humorous moments where you're like, I shouldn't probably be laughing at that, but I am. You know, but it's intentional. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's it's great. The acting is incredible in it. Um and I think it's I think it's something that people, more people should check out. It's got three Who's seasons the now. Um, well, it's all directed and written. Well, he has, a, he has a writing team too, but it's almost all directed by this guy um, named Stephen Steve Conrad, mm-hmm. and he's done fourteen episodes, and I think there's only like eight per season or something like that. So he's done the majority of them, okay. and. He it's kind of based off of his life, but in like a ex, like exaggerated way. He wasn't a CIA officer or anything, but it, there's this like father son relationship in the in the show. When there's also like a brother father son like kind of like I don't want to say like love triangle, but you know like a pl- platonic father son relationship triangle, where like one's always trying to feel like. They they're better than the other one, or they're as good as the other brother with the oh, dad, yeah. and and there's this there's this just um, tension there, and it's really well done, and it's, it's just incredibly interesting to watch and kind of go through, and um, and then the, like the I keep using juxtaposition, but it's you know it's the term, um, the CIA guy is also this like folk singer. And it's it's actually the the uh, actor doing all the singing and playing of the guitar and everything oh, wow. too, and. Um, but his songs are like literal representations of the stuff that he's doing as a CIA agent. Oh, wow. <laughs> but because nobody would ever think that he's right, actually yeah. doing these things, yeah. like they don't care. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool. I think if, if you give it, give it two, maybe three episodes to get into it, and then you'll, you'll be in it. Nice. So it's called Patriot. Again, Amazon Prime. Uh, check it out. Another. That's just another problem with too many things. There's too yeah. many platforms. There's yeah. too many shows. Too much TV. But and and too many specific bills for those platforms. Right. Coming soon. Yeah. 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 I was trying to think. That reminded me of there's, um, and I can't remember what movie it was where the guy was doing something like really crazy and he was, his wife was talking to him and the wife didn't know what he was doing. And, you know, there was, there, there's this playful banter between him and his wife. And, and then he says what he actually went, went and was doing. And she was like, Oh, that, Oh, it was, it was in a uh, mule. Oh, okay. So the, him and his wife was, were estranged. And there's a moment where she's dying, so he's back, you know, like he's helping, you know, he's they're making amends and and they're laying there and and so like he makes up something and he, she's wondering like why where are you gone all the time like you're always you're always gone what are you doing like right. and all this money starts showing up yeah. like where's this money coming from like what are you doing and he was like well it's a super high paid gigolo and if, you know the audience laughs sure not true but yeah. And then he was like, well, actually, I'm running, you know, 367 kilograms of cocaine for, you know, some big kingpin. And she's like, oh, that's fine. You know, right. and that's actually what he's doing. Right. Yeah. I, I think 
I think Patriot, it's it's under the radar for a lot of people, but it shouldn't be. It it should be nominated for some Emmys. You yeah, talked about Oscars. Thing, like and, you said, there's too much to watch. Too much. I mean that. There's Jack Ryan. There's films coming out. Yeah. Like and, and there's too much to watch just on one platform, let alone yeah. the seventy that we have. Now. Right. Yeah. But yeah, here we are. So it's like walking into a star, like like if you're if you're just hey, I just want a coffee, and you walk into Starbucks. Right. You're like. Nah. Which have you been into a star like into a Starbucks lately? Not recently. So no. the menu, if you don't go to a Starbucks like regularly, you have no idea what they serve. There's only like seven things on the menu <laughs> and none of them are normal <laughs> drinks. So like if I wanted just like a caramel frapp- uh, frappuccino or something, caramel macchiato frappuccino or something, like it's not on the menu anymore. Like, like you have to is, know what that. even is what what is that even i what? mean what mock what anyway <laughs> like, that's not, the thing not, yeah okay we know what a frappuccino is that's yeah. a thing but i mean that's that's the problem the problem is is you got so many choices well now they have, it's like the secret menu but it's not a secret because it's the normal stuff i guess they just they got so used to people knowing what their normal menu was they thought that they didn't need it anymore but now when I go in one, because I don't go to Starbucks that often. Yeah. I used to go a lot. But now when I go in one, I'm like, what do I get? What do I want? And it's not up there for me to be like, oh, yeah, that's it. It's just, it's not there anymore. Anyways, that's a weird rant. I don't know what we got on that. <laughs> but We got on that because there's too many choices to watch. And there's too many coffees to drink. And there's too, yeah, and there's, there's too many platforms. Too many Dunkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So many questions. Yeah. One more thing I was watching, though, um, is a rewatch. I mentioned it last episode, but I'm just, I've been rewatching Annihilation slowly. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I drive watch it, you know, where it's kind of playing wait, almost. Wait, what? Yeah, let me explain that. Uh, <laughs> so you I listen, should be watching the road when I am, you're driving. I am. Full, full disclosure, I am definitely watching the road. But um, sometimes I'm listening to it almost more in like a, as a podcast, like a story podcast. You never look at the screen. No, I don't. Not never look at the screen. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real. Okay, <laughs> I look at the screen, but I got quite a few stoplights between we here should, and my house. Yeah, we should cut this part out of the. I'm podcast. not going to cut this part out of it because because this is what happens. It's somebody's so, you're going to have an accident, and um, somebody's going to go. You were on your phone. Uh, and then this is your confession. You're confessing well, to the. I'll to confess <laughs> to watching this 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 fantastic film. This fantastic. film. I was at a stoplight. Right. The car was in park. You know what? I don't appreciate this. I'm feeling very attacked right now. All right. So I'm podcasting the annihilation. Movie. Okay. All right. That's better. Uh, and uh, it's 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 actually kind of it's it's really interesting yeah. to. Listen. listen to a movie as yeah. opposed to watching it and uh it's kind of it kind of gives me like a whole new appreciation wow for the dialogue for the dialogue and sound design yeah, because yeah. you're not visually focused on right. anything else yeah i mean, I, I mean if, okay sorry i am visually focused on the road okay good yeah appreciate <laughs> Actually, that yeah let me let me clarify yeah but uh yeah it's it's been really great to want to to not watch so this evidence listen. will not uphold in yeah. a court of law nope i'm listening <laughs> i'm listening no but i i dude actually I, I appreciate you bringing that up i mean that's that's kind of a bird box way to do it oh my gosh <laughs> don't drive that way don't bring bird box into anything <laughs> no but i seriously all kidding aside the idea of listening without paying attention to the visuals that that brings a whole another level of yep because and 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 i think a lot of times and i think we mentioned this before is, is that so I'm making a point is, is that the audio means so much more in a world of eye candy. Right. In a world of CGI and all kinds of effects, a lot of times the audio is not talked about. It's not respected or It's enough. not respected as yeah. much as, but here's the thing. Audio is more important. I totally agree. And here's why. Have you ever watched something that the picture was just amazing? I mean, it was just eye candy to the nth degree. 
and the audio was awful. How long did you watch that? Um, like three seconds. Yeah. You so up. here's there's two minutes. I'll actually give you an actual a, a, a kind of recent example. Okay. Cool. So we went to go see Ragnarok a couple you know a couple years ago now. Uh huh. And Thor Ragnarok. And gosh dang it, we did it again. Marvel movie in our podcast. Shocker. But we went and saw it, and the the opening scene where Thor's hanging upside down. Awesome. Center screen, the center speakers were out. What? So it was like they weren't playing it in you know in five one. It was like four one. Uh huh. And I mean, there's obviously more speakers than five, but yeah. you know, to clarify my point. So the centers, the center speakers were out behind the screen. So it was like this weird muffled. So it took me about a minute and a half before I was like, they're not going to fix this without somebody telling them. So usually what I do is I'll just straight up call the theater while I'm in the, in the, the in the screening room uh-huh. and be like, Hey, your blah, blah, blah is out or whatever. Um, and then, so then they started the movie over, but yeah, I couldn't do it. There's no they way I would have started it over. They started and it they over. fixed it. Yeah. They fixed it. Okay. It was just like somebody had their channel muted or something upstairs, oh. you know? So, but w- that, Projectionism goes projectionists. That's another topic I want to talk about someday. Yeah. Because I feel like that doesn't exist anymore. But anyways, I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, but yeah, they, they restarted it and it was fine. But yeah, I couldn't last more than a minute and a half listening to something that terrible that long well i gave it i gave it a minute because somebody did get up and leave and i was like maybe they'll wait and you know maybe they'll fix it and and then somebody i will because my my thought process is well surely somebody's up there for at least the first 10 minutes to make sure that the movie's gonna run right you would hope they're not anymore they don't do it anymore because it's all digital nobody has to change reels anymore i just said i didn't want to get into this but here i am yeah here you are um so yeah, but to your point, sound sound was one hundred percent more important than visuals. It's yeah. the reason why I can listen to a podcast. It's the reason why I can listen to music. It's the reason I can listen to two idiots talk on a radio, <laughs> or us. And uh, you know, I think without sound, we have nothing. Um, I've I've watched tons of movies that maybe didn't have the best cinematography or anything, but their sound was great, and I got through it because of it. Yep. Yep. Um, now I've watched some movies that had terrible cinematography. And good sound, and I still couldn't make it through it, which would be polar. Um, but you know, that's a whole nother. That's a whole other yeah. topic. It's just a point that that sound definitely. If you have good sound and average uh, visual quality, yeah, yeah. people will people will will push through. Yeah, it's seventy five percent. If of your you have sound. amazing visual quality and poor audio, yeah. people will not sit through that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, what were we talking about? How did we even get to this this topic? I can't even remember. Mm, that's a good question. But talking about gear and uh, <laughs> talking about gear and visuals, yeah. um, we'll talk about a piece of gear and uh, two companies that are probably two of the biggest companies right now in the visual gear space. Yep. And that's Red and Atomos. Yep. So Red and Atomos a few weeks ago came out with a statement saying that they were going to join forces um, in a licensing deal to Atomos. So right. Red is going to be kind licensing. of more of a partnership. In, yeah, in this not space. yeah. Nobody not, nobody no bought anybody out. Over, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So this is interesting though because at first I was like, oh cool, so they're going to have, you know, you're going to maybe be able to get um, ProRes RAW output mm-hmm. on yep. the Red. Um, well, I did some digging and some articles came out afterwards, and it turns out that this is more of a preemptive legal thing. Oh. Yeah. So Atomos was getting in some hot water with how they were processing their compression on the Atomos monitors. Um, Why? For their ProRes and ProRes RAW, because RED has patents on their compression Oh. algorithms and all of that stuff that I don't understand entirely. And so they were, they, they were encroaching on their patent. So Atomos uh, is an Australian company and I yep. guess there's been some legal um, ramifications already like set, like, like cease and desists and some other things in, in Australia from red legal team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think basically what they came to the terms was like, look, we're both two big companies. Bad PR isn't going to be good for either of us. Let's we'll, we'll start paying you guys royalties or whatever and probably back back royalties, you know, for, for previous units sold. And so now I imagine every unit that Atomos sells that can do a ProRes RAW, um, they're going to be given, you know, some change to, to Red now. Um, but I think overall... So Red owns... They don't own ProRes. No, Apple does. Apple does. So Apple owns so, ProRes and ProRes RAW, but, but it was the way that the Atomos monitors recorded and compressed 
that's what red the owned. compression the compression ratio yeah. system is what red had a patent on okay good, i mean fair good, enough good for them fair they, enough yeah, if, if you yeah. did the hard work and you sure. have the patents then you should be able to fight for your patents i don't right. think there's anything wrong against that um now there are patent trolls and i totally disagree with that i don't think this, this does not feel like that kind of a situation doesn't it um doesn't, this yeah. feels like maybe maybe adamo i'm i'm projecting maybe adamos you know they they had a red camera and they they started recording stuff and then they took apart the uh you know, S S P K or whatever. They the, re-engineered, they re-engineered it, it. I think they might have hmm. and to the point I mean, it was obviously close enough Possible. to the point where Adamos thought it'd be better to join forces than to get sued. Right. So they didn't think they had a much of a case. Yeah. I mean, if they're joining forces because of that. Now here's the thing though, I think there's a positive to this. I don't think this is a bad thing. Um I think it's a really good thing. And it also kind of opens the doors to maybe there's gonna be red compression on Atomos eventually um oh. which means cheaper media yeah um i like, don't i don't know if that'll be very likely red's cheaper? very how would it be cheaper well red media right now red mags are they, they start at like oh i think like 1250 for 500 gigabytes oh you're talking about the hardware mm-hmm. oh, yeah okay, so the yeah. ssds that yeah, red yeah. uses is a pr- mm-hmm. proprietary ssd mm-hmm. um but i don't know you know it might be a higher compression so the red system works off of compressions. You can have 8K or whatever at 5 to 1 compression, which is visibly unable to see any compression to the naked eye. Right. Um, Then that can go all the way up to, I think, like 32 to 1 or something like that, where you'll obviously you'll start seeing some pixelation. And um, pixelation might not be the right word. Um, Degradation of quality. Degradation of quality. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's like a, there's like a happy space in there between like eight, one and maybe 12, one where you still are keeping your quality. But you know, if, if it was a trained eye, you could tell that it wasn't, you know, highest of quality that you could get. Um, I'll be really interested to see though, if like they'll, they'll allow the output of red, you know, it's R3D is the file type to Atomos recorders. I mean, that would be awesome. It would be great be a lot more um, useful to a lot of people to be able to convert the red 3d to ProRes right within the Atomos. We'll see where that goes. I don't know. It's an exciting thing for me as a filmmaker. Mm. I think it's, I think it's a good move overall, even though yeah. the initial reason for the move not might been, not have been a good thing. Amicable, yeah. You know? Um, but I think overall, eventually this will be, a, I think this will be a really good partnership in the long run. Atomos has taken over as field recorders go, um, I mean, everybody's using them. Even even if you're shooting on an Airy, your your dailies might be going to an Atomos for your quick, you know, yeah. um, previews, or you're using it as just a field monitor in general because they do have high nit, you know, right. which nit yeah. is like your brightness, so right. they have high bright monitors. Yeah, and which is um, important when you're shooting outside and exactly various so, environments, and they're yeah. very stable. And the histograms they have histograms and LUT. Um, looks um which a lot is a lookup table so it's basically like a pre-programmed look that you can apply to the image so you can bake in a lot look if you wanted to um into the recorder for your dailies even though you're not doing the final grade right then and there people have a good idea of what it might look like right so um these guys animus is huge i mean they're they're huge red is obviously huge too um i think in the long run this will be a really good thing though yeah i think so i think um it I'm, it's exciting to hear that they're working it out. Yeah. Right? It's it's not like this battle of egos because it could very well be that. You know, yeah. you get some CEOs and they're like, no, th- we did this thing and just because it's close, you know, and I mean, Samsung and Apple have had plenty of those battles oh, yeah. over the years. Yeah, still um, going. And, uh, but to see that they're coming together because they're not necessarily producing the same products. Right. For the most part. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people that use Red use Atomos as well. And so for them to come together and start working together, is it's just going to benefit the filmmakers. Yeah, there's there's no yeah. hurt to this. Right. Maybe a little bit of financial hurt on either of them for some legal things. Yeah, somebody's got to give But in the somewhere. long run, yes, yeah, somebody had to give in someplace, and I think I think this is probably the best way that this could have went. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just a very professional 
it is way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of seeing two companies suing each other like Apple and Samsung, right, right now, then you're just fueling that fanboy hatred. Right. You know, I mean, the other thing too that probably helps is that Atomos isn't a camera company. Right. Red is. And yeah. um, I think they probably understood that they, you know, they're not really competing with each other in that sense. Yeah. Um, but they are competing for compression because if you can output, um, 4k from a red into an atomos and get similar compression without having to spend all the money on the red ssd right. then there's an issue yeah um so yeah they're trying to save that and i i totally get it yeah. um you know the red ssds are some of the most stable ssds i've ever encountered um for the most part never, i've never personally had one crash or anything like that so i know some people have but uh, again, you know, there's there's bad eggs in every in sure. Every basket, it's tech. So. Tech is yep. destined to it's fail at some point. It isn't a hundred percent. If it's ninety nine, I mean, even Google is not a hundred percent. Yeah. So um, Google's definitely not a hundred percent. YouTube, geez. Yeah. Well, they're removing Google Plus. So finally, yeah. I haven't used it in ten and years. They, f- they forced the integration, and now they're kicking themselves because it's intertwined it's like it's like removing the mind stone from oh, from vision well i guess there's we already many, brought up thor there's how many well. points of contact that you got to kind of yeah there's yeah. going to be failure anyway yeah. um i digress but yeah i'm excited about that i'm excited you know i'm a huge fan of atomos um i've been using atomos since uh we did projects behind the scenes at um American Bible Challenge on the Game Show Network. Oh yeah, right. yeah, and so I mean, it's it's a professionally used product on on many levels, and yeah, and the cool thing about it is is that they have uh, their their price point is is accessible. Very. It's not like if you were an independent filmmaker just getting started and you're shooting on your DSLR that you couldn't use an Atomos to capture right. the high res and be able to record longer format. Yep. So yeah, yeah it's really that recording limit time and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. a great tool. So we yeah. use them daily um, here and uh, I'm actually going to be using them in uh, Africa when I go over there in a little bit. But before we get to that, one more piece of, uh, of gear news uh, and it's red related red released um, a rental unit called the red Ranger. And Saying that out loud now, it makes me think of Power Rangers, <laughs> which I hadn't before until just now. So that's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so the uh, the Red Ranger, uh-huh. which also isn't the oh, no Red Raiders. I'm thinking of the Texas the Texas team um, Rangers, the Texas well, Rangers. No, not the Texas the Rangers. There's the Red Raiders. I don't watch much NCAA. So, um, but yeah, so the Red Ranger just came so out. So tweet at us oh what the gosh, Red Rangers don't tweet are. Me. I don't care about college football. Don't tweet me anything. No, you could just help us out. We need Ranger, it's help Raiders. Right it's Red Raiders. Raiders. Red Raiders. So if you're for, if you're an alum or a student at Red Raiders, yeah. feel free to. Tweet and if it's at in us. like Vermont, and we're I'm not, thinking it's Texas. Yeah, we're not hating on you. We just need some help. Just help us out. Uh, yeah, if you if you happen to know, then let me know. But if not, then moving on. So the Red Ranger is Red's new uh, rental only camera. So they're releasing this only to rental houses. Um, and what it is is it's more of an all in one camera that uh-huh. um, DPS and and camera operators can rent. Um, that already comes with full control, which is this wireless application unit and Wi-Fi built in, so like a Teradek built into it, uh, SDI out and XLR in, you know, all the all the all the stuff that you would get. Where in a can module, I buy one of you these? You can't ever buy one because I want to buy one for our ceiling cam. Like I want to build a inverted oh, right. dolly cam off of the ceiling. Yeah, you can't. And that sounds like the perfect solution. Well, I mean, you could build you could build one of these, you know, because the red system is all modular. That's its yeah. big, big, big cell. But a lot of DPs, um, directors of photography, if you don't know, um, and, you know, camera operators and just directors in general, um, they want kind of just something they can grab and immediately start shooting with. Run and gun. Right. Yeah. So, run and gun. Um, you know, something that they can set up quickly, not have to worry about which module do I need for this this setup or which right. module I need for this shoot. And, you know, um, so these cameras, they're, they have the Monstro, um, mm-hmm. Vista, which is the VistaVision sensor. So it's a little bit bigger than full frame and um, 8K, you know, and all the bells and whistles, everything in it. Um, it's a really cool looking camera, so I'm a little bummed that they're not selling Should it. Should I cringe when I hear 8K? Because I kind of do. 
Okay. I kind of cringe. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Because I'm I'm definitely in the school of thought where I don't think I don't think resolution matters as much as people think it does. Okay? I'm with you there. Yeah. I don't think that it should be on a pedestal as much as it is. hundred percent. Um now there obviously there's situations where the K's matter. Um if you're gonna play an IMAX film in a seven story tall screen that resolution better be worth being in that giant okay. screen. Agreed. Okay. There's moments where it matters. If I'm watching an 80 foot, you know, cinescope 235 to one aspect ratio movie in the, the cine one here, that better be at least 4k because that, mm-hmm. that screen is so big that a 1080 would just look awful. Right. You okay. would see every pixel. So there. here's the, and and you're exactly on point and that's the the issue is is how are you consuming the content yep um i cringe at 8k because no one is consuming content at 8k and there's only a small percentage that's consuming it at 4k now from an editing standpoint i see the benefit yeah i see the benefit of where I can crop, I can punch in. I've got more to work with. I totally understand that. On the on the on the other hand of that, though, I also cringe because of the file size. Right. I also cringe They're knowing huge. that I, personally, my computer's going to choke and vomit as soon as yeah, it, it's it, going to shoot itself yeah, in the face. Yeah. And and I'm gonna have like little little bits of of Ram motherboard and all logic over board all over you. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a beast to work with. It's a beast to edit. You it's catch a that pain. The bits. Oh yeah, yeah. I got it. Bits and bytes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't I don't think that 8K is the answer. Um, there's a lot of red diehards. I love red. There's a lot of red diehards, and that, it's not, and it's not against red. So no, and they're because they're not the only ones doing it. Yeah, they're not the only ones doing it. But they're, I mean, they're the first ones that did it. It's just that that whole yeah. let's put a let's put 4K on the on the yeah. So here's the thing 4K. though is I think 4K 4K is the future. 4K is where we're gonna be, and I think 4K is the happy spot. Yeah, as as. As a consumer. As a consumer is buying TV in 4K, yes. Then I don't I don't want it to go any higher than that because now I feel like we're getting in this weird valley. It's not the uncanny valley, but it's this weird resolution valley where it's now it's too clear. Yes. I'm now losing my 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 um, involvement my buy-in to what i'm watching now nature documentaries that's great i'm sure but the majority of what i'm watching is narrative yeah so have you watched a narrative show in 4k and it's got and it's so crisp and it's so i mean you see so much detail that it takes you out i haven't watched anything besides a couple movies in 4k there was there was a show and i can't remember what it was there was a show and it wasn't even what we were watching i think it was a small group that we're at in the 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 friend's house um he's an engineer for magic leap and he's got this big massive at the time it was massive 65 inch tv right now there's you know a lot bigger but it was 4k and it was so crisp and it was it was like a regular show, like some like some crime show. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was some crime show, and and it was so crisp and it was so detailed. It just didn't look real, and I couldn't. It doesn't I look cinematic past, anymore. I couldn't get past it. Right. You know, it was probably you know sixty frames per second. You know, fifty nine mm-hmm. nine four frames per second, and it was just too. It was too crisp. It was too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's not real. Right. That's not. Well, it's too real, actually. Yeah, is the, is the problem? Is it? Yeah. It does look too real. Yeah. Um. Again, like you mentioned, I think I think K's are good for you punching in in post, but your output is still a 1080, yeah. you know, c- compressed timeline. But I, you know, 4K to me, that's the sweet spot. I don't, I don't think it's 8K. I don't think it's anything 16K or 12K or whatever. Uh, 4K is the sweet spot, and I think that's. It all comes down to glass, though, too. So lenses, because you still want to soften that, soften that image, right? And you want to have a character characteristic, you know, it's a kind of a, a different quality to each of your projects. And I think that's what's going to really change. I, the thing that I don't like now, 
people are making lenses that are too sharp to me. Yeah. I like the softer lenses, mm-hmm. the older lenses, the anamorphic lenses that mm-hmm. are a little, you know, soft and a little, I don't know, they have character and life to them. So Exactly. Yeah. It's it's the whole thing for me, the difference between Bose and JBL. Bose is is very precise and it's very tinny though. Like mm-hmm. it's very crisp. And that's not how in real life how I I take in sound. I want a warmer, more round, more rounded sound right. like you, you get from J. This isn't sponsored by JBL in any way, shape, opinion. or form. It's just a personal opinion. But um, and same idea when it comes to visually. I think the technology is advanced so far beyond what we normally take in. And I think when we're storytelling, the story is king, right? That's what we're doing and these are just tools that are helping us tell that story to the best of our ability right but what what we stop thinking about is how people consume that story and people are seeing it with human eyes that have that aren't digital right that aren't exact right everybody's got a different prescription on on what they're eyesight looks like same thing with hearing right your hearing isn't digital it's yeah it's unique and 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 don't please don't misunderstand i'm not slamming digital i'm a huge fan we live in a digital world but i think when when the technology gets to a point where it's too real or it's not realistic in how you would consume it then it takes you out of the story. Yeah, it's no longer it ta- the same medium. It take and it takes you out of of being engaged and connected. And it's like, man, I don't. When I'm sitting here, I don't see the pores in your in in right. your skin in your face. Yeah. If I'm at 8K, I'm seeing those pores, and it's kind of well, taking I think, me. It's I mean, yeah, that goes me, back to what we're talking me about. Out. Yeah, yeah, because our our eyes, just like a lens selection, I'm my eyes are softer. You know, I'm not seeing you at 2020 because I've got bad eyesight. I have contacts in. Unless I put my glasses on. Right. But even then you have something in front of your eyes that you're now creating a characteristic from those glasses. Right. So there's, there's a lot of talk to that, but getting back to the Red Ranger, I think it's a, it's a really great idea for, uh, for rental houses. I'm actually kind of excited to maybe possibly get one, uh, to use on a project because it's going to be kind of an all in one and I have to worry about like making sure that I get all the right modules for the shoot. I'll just rent it, ready to go, plug in some power. Uh, it's going to come in gold mount and V mount. So that'll be really good. Um, yeah. All integrated. Just one thing. You just got to get a mount. Choose your mount. Go. Vista Vision. So do you want to you, you create a, a, a rental house uh, LLC real quick? So that- <laughs> Yeah. I wonder what the requirements are. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, yeah, how, you have to like give them numbers gonna, of like how many red rentals you have per year. Or well, something. we're going to rent it to, we're going to, we're going to rent it to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have the LLC under my name, and you can just rent it from me. And sure. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, there's got to be requirements, and they're I'm not sure just going to hand them out to whoever yeah. has an LLC. But yeah. Um. So going back to what I mentioned earlier, so I'm taking Atomos cameras, not cameras. Sorry, Atomos recorders. Are we transitioning? Yeah, I'm trying to transition. transition. Yeah. So Africa. Bless the rains down in Africa. Oh man. Come on. No, I can't do it. You can't do it. No. You, you can't. I can't sing it. No, <laughs> come on with that bass. It's way too high of a it's, song. It's but it's you can you can knock it down an octave. I mean mm. you not you bring us down a whole octave. <laughs> well, if you haven't guessed it yet, if you haven't guessed. We're talking about me going to Africa next that's week. That's right. Uh, actually, when this episode drops, I'll be in Africa. Yeah. That's so be awesome. I won't know how this goes. Hopefully, Eric remembers to upload it. Gonna take some time to do the things we never had. He's looking up the lyrics right now and singing it. Wow. <laughs> All right. Man, uh, let's move on. Let's move on from this. <laughs> Is it that bad? It's pretty it's bad. bad. Okay. It's pretty bad. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to Africa. And yes. we're taking uh, an A7S II and okay. an Atomos on that. So we'll have a Ninja Flame on it. So we're shooting some 4K ProRes. And then mm-hmm. taking an FS5. Okay, Africa's a big place. Where exactly are you going? I'm going to Liberia. Liberia. Yeah, so West Coast. Uh-huh. What's up? West side? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess it's, we're going kind of near the coastal side of it. Uh, we won't be 
in the land area, the landlocked area. Oh, okay. Um, so we, I, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing some beaches. I don't know what that's going to look like, but, um, yeah, I'll be there for 10 days. Well, technically I'll be there for seven, but we're traveling basically three days to get, not to get there, but like one and a half days to get there. One and a half days to get back. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop in Brussels on, oh, the, on the way. Yeah. And then on the way back. Going to have a layover about seven hours Sweet. in Brussels. Yeah, so we're going to we're so gonna you get some town. local cuisine mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. So if you have any if you have any uh, recommendations on where I could go eat in Brussels, chocolate, coffee, um, and then pastries. I hear amazing mm. there. Yeah, I know yeah. we have a few European listeners, so yeah, hit me up on anything like Instagram or Twitter at Zach Abbott. Like, let me know like where I should go grab something to eat or drink even a beer like whatever oh, just let me know yeah because oh, i'm gonna be in belgium <laughs> man, yeah. yeah oh dude yeah. Bel- that's the that's the beer capital of the world the i don't belgian, know if that's accurate but maybe it, no it is is it really? belgian monks are the ones that oh dude belgians are like the you want to bring anything real, back oh my like um bring like a belgian beer t-shirt oh man well, there's you can get a lot of it online now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But there's some that you can only get at the monastery. Oh wow! And they're allocate. So I'm I mean, beer rant. Side beer bar. rant. Yeah, sidebar. <laughs> no pun intended. Hey. Um, where they make a certain allotment, a certain amount in their batch, and per person, you're only allowed to have a certain amount. Like you only have like maybe it's a case of twelve or whatever. And you have to bring your bottles from your previous. Oh, so wow. they have a they have like a, a little cons- recycle program. They do, and and so you bring the previous empty case, and then they give you the new case, and you know you pay for it or whatever. Wow. But it's super exclusive, super amazing. And yeah, no, that, it should be interesting. I've, I've never been to Belgium. I've never been to Africa either. But uh, um, taking a Osmo pocket. Little, really? little guy. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take that guy and see if we can't get some good footage. I I, no, I wa- saw Polar Pro just off. Um, uh, they, <laughs> I can't even tell. ND filters. Yes, they I have got ND them. filters. Yeah, so I got them too. Nice. Yeah, um, little pop ons. So yep. uh, luckily those came in in time. Um, the Polar, the Polar, the, uh, the Pocket should be in, I think, Tuesday. But um, so I'll get to mess around with that. I think. I think it'll be really good because I wanted something that's not going to be like me carrying around a Ronin or Ronin yeah. S in the airport. Yeah, you just pop it on yeah. your backpack strap. Because right I want to film, I want to film the crew that we're going with yeah. and the team, uh, just wherever I can, and and have stable footage. So, now what about audio? What about capturing audio that you're? Would you? That's do a good that point. Yeah, because it doesn't have like because the Osmo has the little dongle mic that sticks out of it. That's really awkward, but. uh the uh the pocket doesn't have right. that. Um, I don't know. I might just strap the. We're taking an H six. Oh, okay. Us, so I might yep. just strap an H six to the and get the ambient kind of uh-huh. mics going. But um, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really hadn't really thought about that to kind of go with it. I'm, I'm sure it's onboard audio is terrible on the pocket. I mean, just the na- nature of it being so small. So, um, but I think you know, I think it's a really good tool for being incognito. You know, pretty discreet on the plane in the airport, walking through on the bus rides, you know, um, and, and stuff like that. But, um, so I'm pretty excited for that. But the thing that's, you know, really kind of different about this trip for me is that it is 10 days and we're basically just nonstop filming the entire time. Um, Africa is dusty and especially the places where we're going to be. And so we, we loaded up on, on lens, lens wipes and sensor swabs and just you know some some rockets mm-hmm. and we're we're totally anticipating it to just be like we're cleaning sensors every night we're we're not gonna we're not gonna even think about not cleaning stuff every night when we're done and the power situation there's like there's like no there's like no power so we'll be lucky we're, we're hoping that we'll be lucky enough to like charge at least two batteries every night but we'll see. So Ooh, we, we, we yeah. bought some power strips. Um, the thing that's really interesting about Liberia, though, is um, it's a country that was basically in its current form founded by ex-slaves from America. Wow, really? Yeah. So we, I, we, you know, America I decided, I guess, you know, we don't, we don't have enough space or something. So they shipped them to Liberia. 
And then when they got to Liberia, they unfortunately did just like what we did. And they, you know, ran out the indigenous people to Liberia. Mm. But the, the aspect of it that stuck is that Liberia has the, the English language system. Oh, wow. So almost everybody over there speaks English, but it's this kind of like Victorian era. Oh, English. wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, it's, it's going to be kind of a trip, like going back and talking to people, but they're going to be like, Oh, ye old, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like that, <laughs> but you know, like it's all Shakespearean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll, that'll be, that'll be like, wild, like talk, like walking into a time machine yeah. in a lot of ways. But, um, you know, gear wise, FS5, uh, A7S2, mm-hmm. um, the, the Osmo Pocket, and then we're going to have a, a, a Sennheiser 416 for some audio interviews that we're going to be doing while we're there. Cool. Um, but everything's going to be just like whatever we can fit into a backpack. Yeah. Because we're going to be moving so much, it's not even. So it's a run and guns set. Oh, yeah. Everything's handheld. Um, we're going to have a tripod, maybe maybe just a monopod, whatever we can fit in our, in our check bag, because we'll have one, two check bags between the two of us. But. Um, yeah, we, we, we want to keep it light cause we don't know yeah. where we're going to have to be each day and right. how much we can actually take with us each day. Right. So, um, probably a carbon fiber Manfrotto tripod that yeah. we have, um, take the head off, um, and then just carry it whenever we can. But yeah, I'm excited to go. It'd be 10 days and, and, uh, I'm going to be exhausted when I come back though. It's going to be a long one. Yeah. So you're going, you're you're flying out from here, Phoenix, through going to DC, through DC, yeah. So Washington DC, and then from there to to Belgium, and then Belgium, and you have a seven hour layover on the way there and back, or just four back? hours on the way there, seven on the way back. Gotcha. Yeah. So nothing, not enough time to go really do anything because we right. have to go through security to get back right. in. And all that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on, on the way back though, it should be pretty good. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. Trappist breweries are your friend. So, Trappist, yeah. So the Trappist monks are the ones that are okay. There's, I think there's maybe a dozen that are recognized true trap. Like it's like the echelon of Belgian um, monastery breweries. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I might have to hit it then if uh, me and the other guy can get out of there. Yeah, with enough time. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I'll find one that's. That'd be really I mean, cool. I guess that there's a tram. West Velvetren is one of the big ones. Um, Chimay, you've heard of Chimay. Chimay, yep. Chimay is the, probably there's a the tram. Most I guess that goes right from the airport to downtown Brussels. Oh, okay. Cool. So it'll be it should be pretty quick. Won't, won't have yeah. to lose lose our bags. Or, or anything, you might but. be able to find a, a a a local pub in that area that it, you're gonna get some. Man, yeah. I'm a little jelly. I know. A little jelly. It'll be cool though. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um. The last the last out of country trip I did was Columbia, and that, that was a different experience. But now, how big is the film crew? Me and another guy. So just two of you. Yeah. So we'll be doing interviews and. So you're pulling audio. Natural light. Oh yeah, we won't have any modifiers. Okay. Um, we're not taking anything. Um, you know what? Actually, I might I might see if I can grab a, a small, you know, Quasar. collapsible. No, it's not gonna be any power. Oh yeah. There's no power. Mm-hmm. Um. So I might bring a collapsible, um, you know, like the ring oh, yeah. diffusers. Mm-hmm. See if I can throw one of those in my bag. Yeah, it might be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think about the the weather environment, what, like, you your travel requirements and what you can and can't take. I think looking back on when we shot this documentary in El Salvador – we were in the jungle part of the time. We're in this small village another part of the time. But we had kind of a base camp mm-hmm. at this really awesome beach house. <laughs> oh, well, I won't have that. Yeah. <laughs> but um where we could and we took a small jib. It was a it was a, a DIY jib that we took. It was like a nine footer with all the weights and everything and um looking back on that and the amount of gear that we brought versus i mean we brought 4ks and you know the whole bunch of pelican cases full of right. way too much stuff and i mean um i mean i wasn't the director on that project and he was like this is what we're bringing like okay that's what we're doing Jeez. but it was a it was his first time in that environment 
And, and I think looking back, just learning those lessons of, Hey, and, and plus now the, the, the content that or the quality of the gear that we can shoot on yeah. is, is a lot, is a lot different. I mean, this was back in 2011. So yeah, the um, dynamic range on cameras has changed quite a bit. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to see your process is cool. I mean, you got a two man crew, you're doing running gun, you're doing stuff that'll fit in your backpack. Yep. And you've got challenges of power. Right. Not knowing how many days you might go without power. Yeah. We're hoping the the host house that we're staying at is going to have at least one outlet that we can plug everything into. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So yeah, 10 days. Um, we'll have a podcast episode um, during that but then we won't have one for one of them so yeah one week we'll yeah. we'll be off yep. while you're enjoying trappist beer yeah in Belgium. right because that's the day i come back is the, when that when that episode would drop if we had recorded one but yeah um yeah so i'm excited to go africa liberia so and then and then brussels yeah man um so keep an eye out i'm gonna i'm gonna try and shoot some just like maybe behind the scenes stuff if i can on my phone, but I don't know how oh, much yeah. time I'll and have. Maybe some, maybe some uh, live to Instagram or something. Or? There's no internet. Oh, <laughs> or not? You think I'm gonna? I don't have. You think I'm gonna have internet and no power? They don't have any. There's no cell phone inter- infrastructure I there. I don't know. I don't, I'm really not sure what I'm gonna expect there. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, it. I don't think so. I don't think there's internet where we are. Or perhaps you, uh, as you're traveling. Because yeah, in the airports, they've right, got, right, yeah. you've got I'll try and, I'll like try and Instagram live a little bit. While yeah, I'm that'd be cool. So so everybody make sure that you're following <laughs> Zach on his Instagram, which is Zach Abbott's. Yep, at and, Zach Abbott's on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be able to follow in relative real time Yep, um, kind of the process that he's going on. And and I'm sure you'll be taking some, some shots, some BTS shots that we'll be able to Yep. get to see when you're back in the airport posting which will be really cool yeah i'll have i'll have a ton of stuff when i come back yeah and then i'll post some stuff on the instagram um i'll uh, i'll take over the easy podcast instagram for yeah a bit, so. yeah that'll be sweet yep well Love i think that, that that about does it for this episode um i gotta go get ready well if you uh if you want to reach out to us uh you can email us at the easy podcast show at gmail.com or at the easy podcast on instagram and twitter I'm at Zach Abbott's on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm Eric Thurston on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Later. Later.